This episode of The Legend of Retro is sponsored by Detroit Beard Collective. Dot com, where you can find beards of all shapes and sizes. You can find your collection. Nope, you can find beard supplies such as beard balms, mustache wax, beard elixirs, combs, shampoos, all the tools you need to feed your beard. Not not necessarily purchase collections of beards. Where do I get a beard though? From your own face, typically. Now, you're an unfortunate fellow who who obviously can't grow a beard too well, but if you are a person who has great facial hair, Detroit Beer Collective is the one to help you out. I'll tell you what, I may not be able to grow facial hair, but I sure as hell can appreciate it. That's right. And you know what I can do? What? Spend money. That's right. You go on DetroitBeerCollective.com. If you spend $25 or more, you can use the offer code MCGAMING and get 20% off your order. That's great. That is great. I so, can spend more money on beards that way. Right. Uh, well, what? On beard items. Thank you. That's, I'm scared now. No, don't be. That's, That's okay. So so thank you, Detroit Beer Collective, for sponsoring this episode of The Legend of Retro. Remember, everyone, use the offer code MCGAMING at checkout and receive 20% off your order of $25 or more. And get some beards. Supplies. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is The Legend of Retro. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Legend of Retro Podcast. This is Xander. This is Chops. And we have two guests with us again. We have, from Video Game Snobbery, Craig... You shouldn't say that like they know what I'm that is. To, like, I'm trying to appeal. <laughs> He's trying to, the, to make it a household to the name, crowd, okay? Like Bing, <laughs> yeah, and Snurching. If you aren't familiar with video game snobbery, do yourself a quick favor and do a Bing snurch and see what comes up. They have one of the best logos I've ever seen. Oh, well, really, thank you. I really enjoy it. Bing snurches or no oh. video game snobbery? Oh yeah, it's pretty. Craig solid. just said thank you. He would not say thank you about Bing. <laughs> well, no, I probably <laughs> would though. We're sponsored by them. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, and with us uh, again is Grimlock the Dino Nine from Motor City Gaming Gamezilla podcast. What up, though? Perfect. <laughs> oh, he's taking on Chris. <laughs> I'm sitting. Yeah, I'm sitting in Cable Two KX's seat, so I figured yep. I better, you know, in, you know, envision him and be him. It's all appropriate. Yeah. Uh, we brought these two back because we are going to continue over the top 100 RPGs of all time from IGN, and probably sprinkle in a little more. Of this horrible list from Game Informer yes, as well. Yes, that's right. I'd call it love. Ugh. Love from Game Informer. Yeah. Is it love if you feel pain? Sometimes. All right. <laughs> so uh, when we last left off, we had talked about The Legend of Dragoon. Uh, and I can't recommend it enough. true. Uh, at number 75. Uh, we're going to pick right up at number 74 with Disgaea, Our uh, Hour of Darkness. That's right. I have played this game. Yeah. No. It is a RTS in the veins of tactics. Uh, well, I guess not RTS. So uh, that was one thing I realized last time I had talked about RTSs. Real, RTS is real time. So this is a turn-based strategy <laughs> game. I was going to say, yeah, is it no, RTS? I, I, had, I was like, so we were having a conversation outside of this group uh, about real RTS games, Command and Conquer, Red Alert, and I was thinking, wow, I refer to a lot as RTSs when they're just turn-based <laughs> strategy games. So I apologize. But anyways, yeah, so it's in the vein of that. You have multiple characters of different classes that do different abilities. You move certain spaces in an environment that can be elevated mm-hmm. and obstacles. Uh, you get different things you can equip them with. Um, I think the, It's a very good game. I think one of the cool things about this game is being able to capture your enemies yeah. and turn them into allies. 
Oh, that's cool. So yeah, you can kind of build out your team differently be- because of that. And too. The, the game is almost endless. Like there's there's so much extra stuff in this game. It's crazy. I've been playing the fifth game a little bit on uh, PS4, and if it's anything like that, I would I would couldn't recommend it enough. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but the, the finally thing that, I have a catchphrase. <laughs> but the thing that I think really drives it home for me and maybe it won't sell it for other people is it's kind of like playing an anime in a video game it is it it's is. like playing a cliche anime with all oh, the tropes they make fun of themselves all oh, the time yeah it's it, the the fifth one is really funny i really it? like it and uh, uh but then like you were saying there's just so much to it like, oh yeah you you don't cap at like level 99 no you cap at like level 999 yeah. and then after that like you can restart your character with slightly higher stats and then raise them all over again and it's ridiculous yeah that's the reason why i never finished this game because they just kept going and i'm the kind of guy that likes to do side missions when they aren't like collect resource the same things like if they seem a little bit different i'll do them and and i just kept wanting to do them and i eventually get, forgot like what was going on in the main storyline, and then I was like, "Well, Ugh, demons I can't and play. Ah, forget it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I know we can't, you know, recommend this enough. Right, but exactly. I just wanted to point out a, a fun fact that Xander, that's not your catchphrase. It's no, it's Bing Snurch. Bing yeah. Snurch. Bing yeah. Snurch. Yeah. yeah, I can't recommend those enough. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for sure it would like someone eventually call me on saying, "I always remember like when I when I reflect on something because I, I as I listen back to the episodes, that's that sticks out to me. I'm like I need to stop saying that, but I can't. So. Yes, you can. I'll try. Uh, Number 73, (laughs) The Witcher 2, Assassins of Kings. Never played it. I played Witcher 2 after Witcher 3. It was one of those things like Witcher 3 was so good. Mm -hmm. I went back to try to play the... That's always a horrible mistake. The PC versions, and it's not Witcher 3. Uh, Yeah, right. Um, I've heard the Witcher games are are pretty good. I actually remember hearing kind of negative things about the first one so it was weird to me when everyone was like oh my god witcher 3 is so amazing it needs to be played and i was like that that game that like you you can have like sex in that was the draw of the first one like that's (laughs) i that didn't really do it for me but yeah i've heard the uh they're pretty good yeah i mean it's a good game but uh i didn't enjoy as much as three so i never really uh, put a lot of time into it yep xander hasn't played any of them nope i have not I bought with The Witcher 3 once. It was on sale really cheap at Family Video, and then uh, something else came out that I wanted more, so I sold it. <laughs> Number 72. <laughs> Number 72, Neverwinter Nights 2. The Neverwinter franchise has been something I've always been curious about but never touched because I'm intimidated by it. It's another D&D game series based yeah. on that same area. Okay, that's, that's probably why because I've never gotten into a D&D group before. So um, it's... Is it good? Have you played Neverwinter? I've never played. I've never played Neverwinter. Huh? Ha 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 ha! Bing snurch. I have played it, and it was pretty cool. Uh, I I enjoy it. the The very first mission is like the quintessential Dungeons and Dragons like beginning. You essentially like go into this tavern, and the guy's like, "Hey, listen, I got a cellar that's full of dire rats. What are you gonna do about it?" And you're like, "Well, I guess I'm gonna kill those dire rats." He's like, "Yeah, you're dang right. You're gonna kill those dire rats," and you go kill dire rats. So is that coming where, of age where that, uh, that mission in, for, for Thursday night came from? Yep. Nice. My Neverwinter experience was back when I was a hardcore PC gamer on my iMac. Oh, God. In early 2000s. Oof. It was the only game that the Apple Store had for sale <laughs> that you could put on your iMac and play, so I played it. Not bad. That's all I got. <laughs> Not bad, Apple. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> 
number 71 is Jade Empire. I've heard of it. Yeah, I've heard uh, of it. Xbox uh, original or yeah. Xbox uh, original Xbox. The game. Xbox there One. We go. The first Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. See. See, Microsoft, you're failing miserably on your marketing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Original Xbox game. Um, I own it. It's 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 a cool game. I. We're, what number are we at? Seventy one. Seventy one. I believe. Yeah. I don't know about that, but. Would it have been in the movie the nineties for you? Do you? Yeah, think? I put it in the nineties. Okay. It is. Yeah, it was. It was a. It good, is Bioware. It is Bioware. Early Bioware. I was going to say. Yeah, it was bi- early Bioware. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it was right around, um, right before the Old Republic. Yeah, just before the Old Republic. Oh. Yeah, it was. It was a. Uh, to the Old Republic. It was a launch title, wasn't it? Jade yeah. Empire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or at least a very early uh, Xbox title. So, um, in case, in case it, it's similar to a Baldur's Gate style game. Right, or as <laughs> kind of Mass Effect. <laughs> Dragon Age, yeah. Baldur's Gate, Neverwinter Nights. Yeah, you know. if you've enjoyed any Bioware game in the in, recently, mm-hmm. it all spawned from this game. Yep. <laughs> this, yeah. Huh. Uh, so number seventy is Fire Emblem Awakening. This game's great. Okay. I love this game. So you've uh, you've have you played mm-hmm. through it all the way? Oh, yes. Yeah, oh, nice. I've been in this game. It's so it's it's a it's a more recent game, 2013, of the, the Fire Emblem genre, which I'm so, a huge fan of. And this is probably my favorite one next to Path of Radiance, which is an older GBA game that came out. But uh, if you're a fan of turn-based strategy games, you have to pick this one up. I can't recommend it enough. <laughs> now, I, I've always been a little intimidated by Fire Emblem games because I get really frustrated, and I know that if your character dies, you they're gone forever. So Correct. You, you would need to restart the battle. Is that like still the, the same with so, this? So I'm exactly the same way. Okay. So I restart the battles a lot. <laughs> Uh, I have to play I, like at one. Well, so in the beginning of the game, I would say from from zero hours to ten hours, I'm no one can die. I have to beat this level without anybody dying, mm-hmm. even if it takes me eighty turns. Yeah, and, and there's a bonus if you beat it in twenty. So you know? I want to oh. I want to destroy Chops right now and just and just make him realize how he could have done a better job with this. This was the first Fire Emblem game. Oh, that you could turn off permadeath. Oh, well, I didn't do that. I didn't care about that. <laughs> I never looked at that. I didn't know you could do that until this most recent Fire Emblem game that yeah. came out. So Conquest. what you're saying is is I have a chance at playing this and game. This yes. one, yes. Okay. But you shouldn't. You should put that stress on you, that guilt that when they die they're gone forever. Cuz there's I, so much more wanna. you get so much more out of it. I don't know if you do. It's 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 also <laughs> cool because there's like relationships that build between characters. So if you get certain characters, the way they react to other ones in your party kind of create so there's support abilities. So when they're standing next to each other, they help out each okay. other. So there's a, there's times where that's a benefit because if you're like overwhelmed by a group and you kind of come together, there's different abilities and different stats that get boosted based on their relationship. Um but I, I love this game. It's very good. I always tell myself when the new Fire Emblem game comes out, <laughs> this is going to be the one. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. That's and it me never too. happens. That I, actually, I have one now. Uh, yeah. Best Best Buy threw a sale on one for the 3DS. That one was okay. Conquest? Is that what yeah, I picked up? Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, there I, was, I picked it up, and it's still sealed. There yeah, was, I wouldn't recommend that as a first one. There was one that, was, uh, that you got for free on the 3DS for being part of the Ambassador Club. I don't remember which one it is. GBA uh, Shadow Dragon, maybe? I think so. Stone of something? I don't something. Know. Stone of Shadow Dragon. Stone, Stone of, of Shadow Snare Dragons. Dragons. 
but yeah, I Sona I played the Bing Snurch. Yes, <laughs> That's the next D and D character is Bing Snurch. <laughs> <laughs> um, you laugh. It's gonna happen. But it's gonna show up. <laughs> the names of my D and D characters are usually the dumbest, but the best. Muscles Belvedere being one of them. Okay. Let's go on to 69. Yep. Hey, all right. <laughs> the act, not the list. Oh. Well, never, oh. Can we go to the other? <laughs> Odin Sphere. Uh, Schnurch. Life Thracer? <laughs> Leaf Thracer. Odin Sphere. Odin Sphere. Odin Sphere. Snurch. Super cultural. I've heard I mean, good things about it, it actually. I, I heard it's a pretty cool game. Uh, I don't really know a ton about it, but uh, I've been intrigued. It's a little anime-esque, which is up my nerdy alley. That's I, all I've got. I played Perfect. the original Odin Sphere, and I guess I didn't know this was a remake of it. Oh, it's just uh, a remake. Well, like, they said they improved on the combat, the AI, the environments. They redesigned the systems. Like, they basically were like, man, that first game sucked. Yeah. Let's just, like, use it. And then make it like all brand new and really good. Yeah, first game was PS2. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I didn't realize that this was a remake. Actually, I didn't realize they remade this game. Yeah, I didn't. I'm not gonna lie. It, like, yeah. it came out last year. Didn't know. Didn't know it, it was a, a game. pretty good game. Yeah. Number sixty-eight, Undertale. Weird. This game's weird. I've heard yeah. from I've... multiple people that because of my love for Earthbound, I will love this game, and I still haven't tried it. It's made by a guy who got his start making video games as, like, Earthbound fan hacks. He, like, created his own Earthbound games, and he took elements from that, I guess. Uh, like, he stole some of the music from it and made this game, and it's about a, a child who gets put into this, like, monster world, and you have a choice. You can go through it and, and kill all the monsters in your path and, like, you know, slice your way through to escape the monster world, or you can be friends with them. It's up to you. You can do both. It's an awesome game. I can't <laughs> recommend it enough. Uh, no, it's honestly really good. If if you like Earthbound, you owe it to yourself to play it. That's and I certainly don't want to reveal much because it's it's a, it's really good. I I wouldn't want to spoil anything. Fair enough. I watched a speed run of this game, <clears throat> and so it's been spoiled for you. I I didn't watch the whole thing. Oh, okay, because it was just weird. You mean because it's a bullet hell RPG? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's just the the characters are real weird. The, no. the interactions, I, I was bothered by it a little bit. <laughs> and I don't get bothered by much. You're not wrong. Like, you have, you're in no way wrong. I no, have yeah. in, I am in no way, shape, or form going to judge you for that belief because you're right. Yes. But hear me out. <laughs> it's a bullet hell RPG. Okay. So you get into battle and things shoot at you and you have to dodge it. All right. It's awesome. This is Undertale still? Yes. Undertale. Yeah. And what do we play this on? PC. It is PC, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, so have, I'm gonna highly recommend it later. Yeah, have fun with that. Enough. Uh keeping in the vein of games I've never played but uh have really been kicking myself for not doing yet, number sixty seven is Nino Cooney, Wrath of the White. You Bitch. need to leave Xander. You need to play this game. Yeah, it's like, pretty yeah, good. You need to play right it now. now and play it. Yeah, okay. Yes. It's battle system I feel was a little underwhelming. Yeah, it could be better. But it's a Studio Ghibli RPG. It is. Ghibli? Ghibli? I say Ghibli. Ghibli? Ghibli. I'm Ghibli. okay with Ghibli. So Sometimes just, I slip up and say Ghibli, but it's usually to people who don't know the difference anyway. And they wouldn't they wouldn't care. Yeah, it's it's a it's basically a Studio Ghibli RPG. It's it's the story's great. Uh the the 
well, there's like two main villains to the game. Mm-hmm. I definitely prefer the first villain. Yes. The second one's okay. I'm not opposed. Not as fun, though. But uh, uh, the dark djinn Shadar uh-huh. is so awesome. So cool. And it, and it pulls so this is the right heartstrings too. The story. Yeah, it does. It's just it's so, it is straight up a movie that you're just playing in. It's Kinda, it's yeah. so great. The so, game is beautiful. Oh yeah, oh, it's just beautiful. sounds. The, the the music soundtrack is I, great. I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. It might just be modeled after it, but I think Joe Hisaishi, who did the Studio Ghibli films for Miyazaki, did the music. Oh for really? It. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. So this is only available on PlayStation 3, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, that's why I never played it. Well, <laughs> the Japanese version's on the 3D or the uh, regular DS. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, so basically, yeah. It's PS3. basically you yeah. take Pokemon and I'm trying to think of how else, like Dragon, I don't want to say Dragon Quest or Dragon Warrior, but like, because that's what it looks like to me, um, the art style, uh, but... It, it's it's like adult Pokemon. I don't that's know. exactly what. See, like, uh, that's yeah. what I called it from day one. I said it feels like Pokemon grown up. Yeah, it feels like just a more advanced Pokemon. All right. And I I had no idea what this game was when it came out. People were talking about it. I liked the art style from the trailers, and I I picked it up and just couldn't stop. I couldn't put the game down. And then I think was it? Did you borrow it from me initially? I did think you? so. And then I bought it. And you, yeah, yeah. You just gave me my copy back. You're like, I bought it. It was like yeah. a day later. I was like, you finished it already? He's like, no, I just bought my own copy. Yeah, it was <laughs> so good. It's it's an awesome game. I and can't wait for the second one. Yeah, yeah. The second one's gonna be coming. That's yep. pretty exciting. Yep. And the other thing too that I I think gives the game deserves a lot of credit for is I'm like a real big snob when it comes to subtitles. Mm. Like oh, if you okay. have the option for Japanese language, why would you not? That's the original way it was yeah. intended. I played in English. Yeah. They the the only reason I did is because in the E3 trailer from years ago, they had Shadar, the main villain, says this line and it sounds so foreboding and creepy and awesome and it's still etched into my brain and I was just like, "Well, I'm I'm going to have to listen to that in English." Yeah, I you, thought it, yeah, they did a good job at bringing it over here. You need to borrow a PS3. Yeah, that's what was gonna, that was going to be my next question. I know you gave yours to LPJ. Yep. You don't have a PlayStation nope. 3. Hey there. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I have, uh, I think I have six of them upstairs. Okay, cool. Yeah, I have a problem. <laughs> I remember the story you told once about uh, having two Game Boy Advance SPs and how you probably wouldn't miss one, so I'm just going to keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Number 66, Pool of Radiance. Is that another Dungeons & Dragons no, I've game? I've never swam in a Pool of Radiance, it is. but it's it actually... probably pretty refreshing. Well, Craig's right. It's a An little official bright. advanced Dungeons & Dragons computer product. Oh, official. Mm-hmm. Nice. What is a pool of radiance in Dungeons & Dragons? Uh, it is number 66 on the list. No. Mm-hmm. What, is it's it? very, what is it's it in Dungeons & Dragons? What is that reference oh, in there? Oh, uh, the, the reference to the pool of radiance is that when you swim in the pool of radiance, it's, it feels immensely cultural. <laughs> I was just about to say, dude, you asked the wrong person to to describe something from D anD. d This is uh, this is our long running uh, dungeon master for the past what fifteen oh, years? I know. At least. Oh, uh, That's why since oh three, yeah, yeah, since oh three. Uh, and I do homebrew, so I I don't really know a lot about the the lore of other you know game worlds. Uh, so I honestly don't really know what, what what the pool of radiance is. But if I had to take a shot in the dark as a dungeon master, I would say that it's a Probably a pool of water that like heals all illnesses, and uh, you need to bring a princess there to save her from some horrible illness. Oh, okay. sounds about right. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a shot in the dark and say that's what that game's about. Okay, perfect. Fair enough. All right, number sixty-five, Dragon Quest Eight, yes. Journey yes. of the Cursed King. Yes. What? Hold on. 
that game should be much higher on the list as a lower number. Yes, number 65 no, is yeah. not doing it justice. Mm-hmm. That is a probably the one of the greatest RPGs ever, and it's 65. Yeah. This is, a, this is a complete Bing snurch. <laughs> this is this is all snurch. This stuff. is the bingiest snurch <laughs> I've I, ever did snurched. Did I use that right, Sandra? Yeah. Okay, good. It's the snurchiest snurch since Snurch came to Snurchtown. <laughs> it absolutely is. It is. No, I agree. It should be if at the hot, the lowest point, which the is the worst rating, though, the worst whatever. Rating. Well, yeah, the worst that it should be, I would say, is no worse than thirty. You put yeah, it in top thirty. Yeah, I, I, would, I would put it in top, put 30, it in top thirty in a heartbeat. Easily. Yeah, absolutely. It's got crafting. It's it, the probably the my favorite crafting of any RPG I've played. It's fun. Yeah, you you combine items. So like if you have, uh, you know, a whole like a thing of holy water, and you have like a mundane spear. You know, it depends on what kind of yeah. spear, I think. But you slap them together, and you have a holy spear. Yeah. It's a cool, interesting system that's simple to understand, you know. You, you put this at 65, yet it's the top-selling PS2 game of all time in Japan. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. On a system that holds the record for most systems ever sold for a console. Yeah. This list is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't say these were accurate readings of these games. That's all right. Yeah, that's I'm true. sure there's some really great games that are knocking this one out. Oh, yeah? Now, before be. we move on, Craig, have you played this on the 3DS? I have. Is it is it good? Oh, very good. I I would I can't recommend solid, it enough. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> it's a solid no, port. We mean the port version, not the game itself. Is the port itself Oh, yeah. Good the port itself is very good. It's, all right. It looks good. Uh, you know, it's it's. you would think that because it was on PS2 and it was, you know, beautiful and cel-shaded, you know, it's a vast open world, you would think the handheld wouldn't do it justice, but I think it does pretty well. So yeah. how do you feel about the soundtrack to it? The music to the game is gorgeous. Or are you referring to the port? The port. The port? I think it's okay for a handheld. Okay. Because yeah, they, they, s- they had to remove. They yeah. removed it and did MIDI instead of orchestrating. Yeah, they removed the And orchestra. that was a huge part of the game that I loved was you got such a unique feel for each town by its orchestral piece that was with it. The music itself is so good that I argue that you don't need it to be orchestrated to be good and uh, feel good. I it's don't know. It's, uh, what's his name, Koichi Sugiyama's. Uh, soundtrack, I believe. Yeah, sure. So if you, yeah. if you've never played Dragon Quest VIII, because I haven't, mm-hmm. and it's much easier for me to get into a 3DS game here than dust off a PS2 and, and then put, play it on that. Yeah, think absolutely, so? yeah. absolutely. I'm not well, losing, also add a couple out. characters in it too. Okay. Oh yeah, that's true. You you so get you, a few characters. One of which is actually really cool and should have been in the original game. Yeah. As a, player character the other not as much but he's still awesome yeah he's it's it's the arts by toriyama it's basically the guy who looks like mr satan from dragon ball z oh okay yeah yeah it's great it's pretty great cool Cool. so number 64 lunar eternal blue which should be another one in like the top 30 listen the top 30 is full of great games okay it's not (laughs) spoiler alert it's not. Are you saying you went ahead and looked at these without us? Saying that with what we've read so far, it's probably not that great. So I think I think 63 might be that great. So <laughs> Lunar, or as I always knew it, Lunar <laughs> 2 Eternal Blue, because um, I never played the original on Sega CD. I played it when it was re-released on PlayStation by Working Designs, uh, which is just fantastic. I've never actually finished the game. Um, I got right to the end. Same with the first time I ever played the original Lunar. And I just wasn't leveled up enough, and I didn't feel like going back and finishing. Uh, but I did. I do remember being super excited for this game to come out because uh, the original Lunar Silver Star story is so good. Yeah. Uh, and this game captured a lot of what made that game really good uh, with a new cast of characters, which usually when you have 
such a solid cast in the first one. The second one doesn't live up to it, and this one absolutely does. It's it's mm-hmm. basically just a reincarnation of the yeah. first game. It's it's it feels so much, and the characters are so similar. Uh huh. It, it's it's literally just like well. This game did really good. Let's just like change them up a little bit. Yeah, kind of change the story a little bit, and this is amazing. Mm-hmm. I felt like the sprite work is phenomenal. Oh yeah, I feel like like Tenchi Muyo came out. Yes, and and they and like the people who made Lunar were like, we can't make anything better than Lunar. And then they watched Tenchi Muyo, and they're like, wait, so all the girls like the one guy and hilarious antics follow? Well. I mean, I think we could maybe do something with that. And so they took Lunar, added a little Tenchi Muyo to it, yep. and that's how, what you get. It's 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 awesome. It's it's a great game. Yeah, the last the last piece I'll say is that uh, you mentioned working designs. Mm-hmm. Here's a tip: if if it has that name on it, yep. play it. Yep. Unless you're sensitive to the R bomb, <laughs> they drop the R word yeah, quite a lot. They do. Let's yeah. be honest: older games, you know. Some ways don't age well. Yeah, it, it's it's honestly like it made me a little uncomfortable. I went back to play one of their games and they dropped it like a mm. few times, and I was like, "Oh, that's oh, I don't know if I like that very much. <laughs> that doesn't make me comfortable." Yeah. Huh. Uh, so sixty four, we can all agree this probably deserves to be much higher. So clearly, some really good game has to be next. Mm-hmm. Sixty three is going to be awesome, right? Yeah. Fantasy Absolutely. Star Online. Nope, that's just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So tell us about this game, Craig. Oh, well, Rod Schofield, (laughs) a friend of ours, really loved it, and that's all I know about it. So it's got to be pretty good. Let's move on. Super cultural. (laughs) (laughs) All right, before you burst into flames over there, (laughs) tell us a little bit about Fantasy Star Online and what it means to you. Does this belong? It's number 63. I mean, if... Does it belong in this list at all? And 63? It belongs on this list, absolutely. First of all, the Fantasy Star, like, line, I'll I'll be surprised if Fantasy Star 4 isn't better than this but fantasy star online is is my it's one of my favorite games of all time uh it's it's the reason why i love my dreamcast it's the reason why dreamcast is so is such a high ranking console for me it's a solid system yeah and 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 it was just a lot of it was it was before its time you know it really paved the way for future systems but the i don't know what it was about this game I, i remember going to eb games or something and I walked in like, hey, I have a Dreamcast. Are there anything? Is there anything cool I should buy? Like I didn't, didn't knew nothing about Fantasy Star at this point. And he goes, yeah, you should buy Fantasy Star Online. And I did for some reason. I went home and I couldn't stop playing. And I mean, this was like, I was in high school, so maybe like freshman. I stopped sleeping. Like I like, <laughs> it, it was one of those first times where I like, the my my friend across the street bought it because he came over and played mine. He was like, oh, my God. He went out and bought a Dreamcast and that. And then what we would do is we played the game through the night because you could play online with each other. It had, mm. had dial-up dial up modem connection. <laughs> right. And then in the morning, we go. I go over to his house, and we'd get ready to go to school. He's like, all right, I'm going to take a 20-minute power nap, wake me up to go to school. We'd wake up, we'd get, and then I'd take a nap in the car on the way to school. We get through school and then we play games. So nice. we were running off twenty minutes of sleep basically every day. Wow! And th- it's only like four worlds. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing like is like you think this thing would be massive. Yeah. It's not. It's like four worlds with like two or three stages per world. Yep. But the the items. It was one of those first oh, games where it's definitely a bad game for drug addicts. Yeah. <laughs> it was where a red you a red box would drop and everyone would just would just stop. They'd be like, oh my God, so, run to it. And here's the problem, yeah. right? The first version of Fantasy Star Online, 
that red box would drop for everyone. Whoever got it first got it, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, right? it's loot for all. Here's the other part. You get these rare legendary weapons, right? And it was a Sega game uh, or done by um, Sonic Team, and they uh, integrated a lot of cool things like you could be a melee like brawler and have knuckle gloves from, from Sonic. That's or like cool. you could have a, a robot mag floating behind you that was Sonic the Hedgehog. You could have these cool items that were from other IPs. And when you died, <laughs> whatever was equipped on you became available floating above your dead body. Oh. You have to go back to the ship when you get resurrected and then teleport back down to pick it up. AKA it's never there anymore if you're playing <laughs> with, with you know people randos online, yeah. because they took it and left, right? So what'll do what it would do is you get this person that seemed cool and you're like, all right, cool, we're we're good and we and you'd be going into a boss fight and they just sidestep and just watch you get murdered. <laughs> Take your weapon and leave, right? And then there's all this shady trading going on. So oh, it's super illegal stuff yeah, happened on shady this. Shady trading where it was like, okay, there were this, just these just these um, lobbies. Yeah, because you could build your own shops and, and like, right? You no, no, not own... this. Not yet. Oh, oh, this is the This bri- is oh, why the okay. shops became a thing. Yeah. Because people would just take lobbies and they would replicate items, you, you know, by hacking the game. And then you, you'd launch into this lobby and it would just be full of red boxes. Just floating in the lobby. You're not even at a level yet. Yeah, the, like, the lobbies are, are the, the shared space. So okay. those rooms were cool because you just run through, grab a bunch of stuff, and it'd be like hack Dreamcast. So you'd have like a Dreamcast uh, mag floating behind you that was 999 everything, right? So you're just like this, all of a sudden a god and just could kill everything. But what would normally happen is you'd go into a room and people would try to trade, right? In, in tip, a typical thing nowadays in some of these games like World of Warcraft and stuff. Yeah. Except... You had to trust each other. You had to drop it on the ground, and oh, they would no. have to, right? <laughs> so you get people who are like, hey, man, I have a Black King bar. All I need is this, this, and this. And they're like, oh, yeah, no problem. And then the guy would just go click, 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 and then he'd say thanks and disappear. And you're like, wait, where's my Black King bar? You know, like, so it, it was it was, it was, was a really cool game before its time and really started to, like, shape the online, MM, like, not MMO, but RPG online aspect. And it just it was addicting. You just kept playing the same levels over and over again. The bosses were cool. They had multi-tier bosses where you, you, they would evolve as you damaged them. It's a lot of fun. If if I can be honest, you know, from your from the description of you talking about this ridiculously awesome game, if like you like sent a message back to me in time and told me everything about this game, I'd say, why would I ever play that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. I don't understand it either. But I'll tell you right now, I put it into my GameCube because they re-released it well, on the GameCube. Yeah, that's what and, I played it on. And I just I see, I just fall right back into it. So like, I'm just like <laughs> in the GameCube, and it was online. So like, you get four friends, you can just play the four of you and go online, chat with people yeah. that are in this the other shared space, and then you get the cool stuff and you brag to your friends like, "Hey, I got this sweet thing yesterday," and they'd be like, "Except you had to Why? type it because there was yeah, no voice." Yeah, there's chat. no voice chat. Why did you play without me? Why didn't you? <laughs> oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. People get real offended by it. It became that thing where it was like. You're five levels ahead of me now. What, yeah. You know, you're level seventy-five. I'm a level seventy. What are we gonna do? And I'm like, we'll, we'll run. Just keep running. Keep doing what we're doing, man. I I understand the problem. The other cool thing with this game though is that you could play offline, mm-hmm. and you could play four people. You know, they could bring over their memory cards, and you could play for yeah, like a land party or or and whatever you did offline traveled back to online. So you could grind just your levels offline if you wanted, then hop oh. online and it, and it was the same character. It, transition between both worlds 
So you mentioned um, at one point uh, going back to your ship. That was kind of like your home base. Yeah, it was like a giant <clears throat> spaceship. It, you never like really saw city. the ship. It just kind of like docks. And you, I don't think you ever got to make a ship, right? It's not your ship. But the ship it's is like a, is, mo- like a, home it's a floating sh- city in outer space. Thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what was the music like in the ship? Is it was uh, good? Space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it something that would like eat away at your brain? Yes. Okay. The reason why I ask that. <laughs> And oh, I didn't know. I thought that was Craig laughing because Craig will understand. Um, you guys know Stiffel and Ollie? Who? The old the old MTV show Sock Puppets. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they got revi- uh, revived on uh, YouTube, like through Machinima and Nerdist for a little bit. And they would do fake fake game reviews or fake reviews or real reviews for fake games. And one of them, they were like, they, they just said like calls from the public. They had people call in and ask. And they're like, uh, I really like video game music. Like, what's one of your favorite songs? Or, like, what's something that, you, that that always stuck out to you? And then Siffle, who just, uh, who or it was Ollie, who had never played the game, is like, I remember there was, like, this game you played. It was, like, something online. And you would always go to the ship, and the song, like, it, it caused people to, like, murder people. Like, the guy who wrote the song, <laughs> it would get stuck in people's head, and he got sent to jail for it. And then when he got to jail, people immediately murdered him because they <laughs> – and then they go on for 13 minutes, like singing this song. It's called Omega, and it's fantastic. If if you if you have a chance to jump on YouTube, look up Sifal and Ali Omega or video game uh, calls. It's fantastic. I can't recommend it enough. <laughs> I tried to avoid saying it. I tried. The, yeah, you the, did but, good. The music is solid, but the one thing that I would remember that would stick to me is the loading screens were just like a – a particle like teleportation, mm-hmm. but you could move what was kind of like a fairy, like a cursor around, mm-hmm. and it would make noise, and <laughs> it was dial-up. So you stared at this <laughs> for a while <laughs> to the point where when I would sleep, I would see it sometimes. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I imagine similar to like when Guitar Hero was big, and I'd look away from it, and I'd just see stuff moving at me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, we spent way too, well, uh, maybe not enough time on Fantasy Star. I think Sorry. that's the episode. You want to make right? an episode? Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, so we'll have you come back for the Fantasy Star Online episode perfect, whenever that happens. Uh, so number 62, we move on to Breath of Fire 3. Criminally underrated game. Oh, yes. The fact that it's 62 and not in... I, I Honestly, I would probably put it in my top 10 RPGs of all time. I, I would put 4 at 62. See, this is this is interesting. So when I when I when we knew that we were doing the, the Breath of Fire 4 episode, I contacted Craig because I remember when... Cause when I one of the first things Craig and I talked about after Earthbound was Breath of Fire three, and he just went on and on about how amazing it was. Really good. And then when four came out, I just remember him going, "This was the worst. <laughs> I I cannot believe it's this is the a follow. lot different. Like it's, I mean, yeah. I guess I, I guess depth of story wise. So it's a lot I different. secretly yeah. pitted you against each other. Breath of Fire three versus four. Go. I uh, know I really like Breath of Fire three. I did. I didn't hate four. The it was very different than mm-hmm. three, and it was it changed a lot of things that I didn't appreciate. And I think the thing that killed me the most was the music. Like the music for four is is artsy and like you know kind of like Eastern, you know. It's boring. It kind of is. It's boring. Three's music is like jazz. It's awesome. It's so dang good. And it's like rock and roll. It's so good. The newfangled music. Now, Breath of the Wild three was Breath, on of, Breath of Fire. Or sorry, yeah, Breath, <laughs> I had Breath the same Wild. problem. Whoa! I kept calling. Yeah. What, what would I keep saying? Breath of Fire Quest or something like that. <laughs> yeah, something like Breath of Quest. Or do you yeah. say uh, a Breath of Fire, or you would say Fire Emblem? Fire a uh, Breath of Fire Emblem or something. No, like I think that. it was because it was Breath of Fire five was like Dragon something, and I think I just kept saying oh, Dragon, Dragon Quest Quarter. Five. Yeah, Dragon Quest five. Dragon oh. Quarter. Yes. Oh. All right, so Breath of it. Fire three. Yes. Yeah. 
was PS1? PS1, yes. yep. PS1, yep. Okay. Same with uh, uh, Breath of Fire 4. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew 4 was on there, but okay. The graphics were better in 4. Like, they, they did improve some things, yeah. you know, but uh, but all in all, I feel like 3's ridiculous quest to, well, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody who wants to play it. The, so 3, you would say, is the pinnacle of the series, and it's all downhill from there. Yeah. Yes. The main character of 3 is way better than 4 yeah. in, in his abilities. Like, mm-hmm. so much more variety to it than, basically, you have a character that transforms into a dragon. Yeah. Like, you got to have variety in that mm-hmm. because he transforms into a dragon. 3 did a much better job. It doesn't get more BA than Ryu. Yes. It's, you essentially, like, you when you learn you can turn into a dragon in the game, <laughs> That's all it's, you just, it's like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like, why would you do anything else? <laughs> and uh, uh, I feel like the, the, the setup for it, like, in 4, it's just sort of like you're there. You're like, oh, yeah, hey, you're this guy, and you turn into a dragon. Go no one it. really cares. But in uh, but in three, it like really builds it up. Like you start as a kid, and like you as the player know he can turn into a dragon, but like he doesn't know it, mm-hmm. and like they build it a lot more. Yeah, it's awesome. The it, it also has a uh, something that's like not really in any other RPG series. The camping system, mm-hmm. you you can camp at any point. And you can, like, you know, get your health back and stuff. But the awesome part is that you talk to all your players. You so, know? like, Final Fantasy fifteen. That's what it reminds me of, yeah, yeah. fifteen. Yeah, it's I like that. I've not played fifteen, so I don't know, but that's awesome that they stole that. Yeah. Because they stole it because they're thieves. Because <laughs> it was done in Breath of Fire 3 first. Yeah, but... These are but, thieves. Yeah, but hold on. Final Fantasy fifteen took 32 years to develop, so who actually made it first? <laughs> oh, you're right. They did get it first. Well, I'll be dang. Fair enough. Uh, so going from one game with a RPG or a protagonist uh, with that has ties to dragons, we jump to sixty one Lunar Silver Star Story. <laughs> it beat out uh, the second one by mm-hmm. uh, a few points. By three. By three. Uh, no, yeah. sorry. Uh, yeah, so sixty four to sixty one. Yeah, so I, three. I don't. It should be much better. This should, be, should be much, much yeah. higher on the list, yeah. closer to number one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I the first time I played this game or saw this game, someone just showed me, "Hey, check out this anime scene." I'm like. Oh, cool! Like video games have these now, <laughs> and then so it was like just over an hour of oh uh, yeah, yeah. Se- cutscenes. It's basically a show. Yeah, yeah. Right? And I was sold. And I had and I was like, I have to, I have to play this game. And working designs, of course, uh, worked on the the remaster for PlayStation, the original PlayStation, and did it masterfully. The humor is spot on. Mm-hmm. All the characters ha- are have like well defined classes. It feels like a classic fantasy RPG, mm-hmm. and the the soundtrack's incredible. Galleon is. Hands down, one of my favorite villains of uh, all time. Not Galleon, dear Xander. <laughs> Magic, Magic Emperor, Emperor Galleon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we love Here's, this game. I, uh, <laughs> oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, uh, the I have a quick story about Lunar. Uh, I was going on a vacation, and our buddy Sean had just gotten this game. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I, I'm going to have nothing to do on this vacation because I'm antisocial, and I hate my family, and I don't want to talk to anybody because I'm an angsty teenager. And he was like, well. I've just the thing. Well, you can I, borrow I, I, Lunar I Silver Star Story, and and we were. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say it's you know any anything like when we were younger, but back then it was pretty competitive. It was like, we were always trying to race to see who could beat the RPG first, you know. And uh, uh, so he loaned this to me over the course of a weekend, and I plowed through the game and beat it. And I don't think I've ever seen him more angry than when I gave him the game and I was like, that was awesome. And he's like, oh, yeah, you can borrow it again after I'm done with it. I was like, no, no, I don't need it. And he was just, like, the light fell from his eyes and he was horribly depressed. And I was never more happy in my life and it's all been downhill since then. Yep. Can I can I tell you a story about 
Lunar real quick. Absolutely. So I acquired these uh, versions from from Xander. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played them in the past, but I wanted them back in the collection. Right. So the other day, I went to our local retro shop. Mm-hmm. And this was maybe actually maybe a few weeks ago. And I'm walking with a couple couple people from a nerd lunch that we had. Mm-hmm. And they go, oh, what's this? And they're pointing at the Sega CD section, which usually has three games. And it's like FIFA, FIFA you know, 98 and like two other garbage games. And I see this blue case and it says Lunar. And I was like, oh, my God, Lunar on, on the Sega CD, which was when it first came out on. Right. And I'm like, hey, like that game's like thousand dollars like it's crazy like i've never seen it in the wild so i grab the case and i pull it out and i'm like 46.99 and i'm like i'm like what's happening right now something has to be wrong am i having a stroke like (laughs) were your your friends like why are you getting all sweaty they had no idea (laughs) turns out it was just the box and the disc you opened it up and (laughs) super mario advanced 3 (laughs) no it keeps getting better i opened up and the discs in it so i'm like like you know, normally they keep the discs behind the counter, like yeah. the discs in it. And I'm like looking at the, I'm looking at the, the spine. And I'm looking at the cover, working designs. And I'm like, I open the case, working designs. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, why is there's something wrong here? Like the 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 manual looks strange. And that's when I realized it was a lunar box, with ease, which we talked about. In the, <laughs> yeah, a working designs release of ease. <laughs> Manual and, and disc. Oh, and I still wanted it, right? I was right. like, you know what? I'll, I'll take it, and I'll have I'll have the game, and I'll have half the case in case I ever find the, <laughs> the actual game. Right. And that's when um they you know they they pull it out and it was it was damaged the 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 disc was damaged oh. so I I was I passed on it but I was I was like I thought this was like my unicorn right I was like I was like <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my god oh. I will never find anything this cool ever again it was a big letdown that's so sad now where can we play Lunar. Upstairs like, in the game room? I mean, no, like, can I download it on my Vita or no? Uh, I think there I is think a version you of can. It. So the downside is that Working Designs closed oh, or in, like, the mid-2000s, if not early 2000s, and a couple other companies have taken over the license uh, for Lunar. So there was, like, a Game Boy Advanced remake. There was, I think there was a Nintendo DS remake. Really? I want to play it. You still get the base, like, versions of the game, but you will not, unless you get a, a PlayStation disc, you will not get the Working Designs version. Incorrect. No? The best version, sorry, not the best, the last version you can get the true feel of it was the PSP because I just found it. Okay. I did add that to my collection. It's upstairs. It came in like this crazy, like you know, working design style where they yeah. gave you the big box. See, working design. So that was back in a time when collector's editions weren't really a thing. Yeah. So working design's base version of the game came with so much. Oh yeah. yeah. Like the Lunar Two thing that I gave you upstairs came with like forty little pot cardboard pop-ups of all the characters, yeah. the soundtrack, a medallion of yep. the main character. Yeah. The PSP version still comes with like the cool cloth map and yeah. all that stuff. And so, I mean, if you want a portable version that still gives you that working designs mm-hmm. full effect, I think I really think that's probably your last shot at it before what he was saying. Yeah, because I want to play it, but I don't own the PlayStation. Have version you played it before? I played them both. Yeah, okay, I played good. them both. I just want to play it again. Yeah, it's been so long. Yeah. It's really good games. Yeah. So yeah, Lunar is criminally rated at number sixty-one. Can't yeah. recommend it enough. Exactly. Uh, number sixty, Shining Force Two. So I'm looking at the art here, and basically all I can think about is that they stole it from Final Fantasy. 
Yeah. When you look at like when you just look at the cover oh, yeah, art, the cover of this, art for and you this go compared, back to and you go back to Final Fantasy, just for some bad. reason it just reminds. That's the first thought I had. Shining Force Two is a strategy RPG series by Sega. I, it might be Sega itself, but at least it was on the Genesis. Uh, it was uh, uh, it was pretty good. It's it's kind of like a. Uh, a Fire Emblem, where it's like medieval style, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, but what's weird is if you take a look at that art, and I, you know, apologize for the listeners, but that dude isn't on a horse. He is the horse. He's a centaur. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah. centaur That's dudes. Neat. Yeah, it's there, uh, there aren't enough centaur dudes in games. Eh, I would say so. Yeah. Way yeah. to go, Nether Realm. Way to just steal Montaro's uh, design off of this game. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. So I never in- played this. If you listen to the last episode that we we talked about this this top 100 RPGs of all time, we went on to the Game Informer magazine and talked about number 94, was it? I can tell you. Let's take a look. So number 94 was what? Number 94 was the greatest game of all time, Golden Sun. Golden Sun. Not the greatest game of all time. I was just stalling for... So on <laughs> on IGN's list, it ranks at number fifty nine. Yes, I think that's a little bit better. I that think is, that's more that fair. That is better. Uh, yeah, I, I would say fifty, like fifty higher. Even fifty and yeah, below. fifty, fifty and higher. Fifty and higher. Yeah, fifty nine is okay. This is much better than this game informer uh, garbage list. But I love Golden Sun. Putting Golden Sun in front of Lunar though is is, is that's risky. Yeah, that's not very. It's not I, risky. It's wrong. <laughs> I, I, it, it depends because. Because this game, as far as GBA goes, I think is one of the best games for oh, Game Boy Advance. I 100% agree with you. And, and in the PlayStation era, you know, there's a lot of good games. So even though Lunar is really amazing, I think as far as like an impact one RPG has on its system, I think like this did more than than Lunar. Well, it's an interesting touch. So you're you're almost viewing it as like the the system's life rather than just the individual game. Yeah, okay. with this game in particular, I just see. because of, of of how great this game was, like at a time when like I was dying out of RPGs when this came out and it kicked me back into I, it. I think I was actually right there with you. Yeah. I, I knew this game came along and just, yeah, rekindled my love for RPG. Mm-hmm. My Game Boy Advance was stolen the day it came out. Oh my God. Jeez. So I never really soul. got a chance to play this one. Yeah, that was a really depressing time. It sure was. Did Let's you play it, Craig? Craig? Oh yeah, I, okay. I've not beaten uh, Golden Sun. I've played it a bunch. Uh, the the most fond memory for me for Golden Sun is was I had stolen this new Game Boy Advance, <laughs> right? <laughs> Don't tell anyone. It's a secret to Xander. Uh, no, uh, our our buddy Sean, who does D and D with us, uh, loves Golden Sun a lot, and he named a character of his off the characters from Golden Sun and. Uh, uh, like all of his, like the characters from his backstory were all the characters in the, you know, for his, you know, uh, character and everything there. But uh, so instead of Felix as his character, he was an elf. So it was Felizontalus. And I just thought what? that was so cool. I was just like, <laughs> oh man, that's great. He's like, yeah, you, you know, the character's name is Felix, but he's an elf. So it has to be a pretentious name. So it's Felizontalus. And oh I was like, God. yeah, that's great. I was <laughs> nice. like, that's good. That's why I remember that game so long. Chops. Yeah. This game was originally planned for the Nintendo 64. Would you? Do you think you would have had the same connection with this game if it no. was on the console? No, not at all. Because I felt like Game Boy Advance was like the pinnacle of handheld at the time. Well, it was. And, yeah, absolutely. And like everybody had a Game Boy Advance. Everybody. Plus, yeah. Plus, I think. No, we, we didn't. 
Not anymore, but at one point you did. Somebody had yours, so that person was a part of that group. Yeah. Ooh, that one stings. But I think also Golden Sun on the advance felt, it felt like, wow, this is very impressive oh, yeah. for the advance, you know, for a handheld, where I think if you took this game and you put it on 64... The you get Quest 64. Yeah, it it, <laughs> yeah. If that's on this list, I'm going to freak. It's probably not on this one. It's probably on the other one. Number it, one. <laughs> better not be. All right. It, so, was, it was great. Yeah. On 64, though, Jay, like you're saying, it... It would have been awkward, especially considering that era was all it was the race for like graphics, you know. Yeah. It was the 3D race and all that stuff with all the other all the other consoles. I just feel like it would it would have got lost on that console for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, so number fifty eight, Lufia Two: Rise of the Sinistrals. It's a really I've not played it to completion. It's a really cool RPG. It's Super Nintendo. It was one of those rare good Super Nintendo RPGs not done by Square or Enix. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but th- I think the most interesting thing about Lufia 2 is that uh, in the first Lufia, you start off the game and you fight the final boss with this like group of like heroes from like a time long past or whatever, and like and then the game you know starts up and you you're not as cool anymore. In Lufia 2, you're that group. Oh, how awesome is that? That's cool. That's really cool, right? Yeah, I just actually re- acquired this game, and I had never played it uh, before this, so I, I put a little bit of time into it, and it is. It's a really fun uh, RPG. and It's pretty traditional. It's pretty yeah. standard. It's like, you know, go get the herbs from the cave for the sick guy in town, stuff like that. But, yeah, no, it's it's a, a solid game. Would you recommend the first one, playing that first before this one, or no? Maybe only because of the fact that it ties into it. Yeah. But I, but I, if you had to choose one, I would say probably Lufia too. Okay, because I've never played either, and... Yeah, I, I would say give it a shot. I I can't say for certain because I've not completed it. I yeah. you know something interesting that they put in here in this in this uh, list was that it um, this game even had a randomly generated dungeon that was ninety nine floors an ancient oh, yeah. cave, um, which is I mean we're just now seeing randomly generated dungeons beca- kind of getting popular. So it was so it's a well, roguelike before roguelikes. Yeah, well before its time. Tales old as time. Number oh, a, fifty-seven. Tales also, of Asperia. Oh well, Rook. Also though, on on, uh, oh my God, Lufia. Lufia. There was a twenty ten Nintendo DS port. So there's another way to play it. There, there we go. go. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, so again, uh, number fifty-seven. Tales of Asperia. Vesperia. Vesperia? Tales I enjoy, of Vespa Riders. I enjoy a lot of the Tales games. This particular one I I don't have a lot of experience with. So uh, Yeah, I, I've not played this one. I played a little bit of Tales of... Oh, the one for GameCube. Symphonia. Symphonia. Uh, yeah, I hated that one. I uh, love that game. Really? I did not like that oh, game. Oh, I love that game. It was too symphony-ish. It was too... <laughs> what? It was too, too heavily based on music. It was just like... like I just felt overwhelmed with like everything is music-based. Oh. Every like, like I, 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 expect, I expected them to no, eat instruments me. at that. <laughs> like it was so overdone. I, I I enjoyed the gameplay of it. The gameplay was great, but I was just I was too many puns, too much too much music mm. stuff. The the first tales I'm hoping to see on this list of Fantasia mm, for yeah. Super Nintendo. I played that a bunch, and I did really enjoy that. Hopefully, it's on the list. I'm hoping. Oop, I've got nothing to say on this one, so. Uh, we'll move on to number 56, Super Mario RPG, Legend of the Seven Stars. How is that not higher I on the know. list as a I lower don't number? I don't know. Just, I've never played it. Really? Yeah. 
You've never played Mario RPG. So I never I never owned a Super Nintendo. Really? Yeah. I'm sorry. I know. Do I, you need I'm a, a hug? I was a, I was a Sega guy. <laughs> But that was because I was youngest and was what my brother got, and we he can, was PC-based. We too, can so. hug it out on the show, man. Like, you, we can get <laughs> you through this. It's very hard for me to... It, so, it so probably is. ...not have played many Super Nintendo games. Wow. That's, Let me tell I'm you. Sorry. Yeah, it's I honestly feel, like, choked up. Like, that's so sad. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're talking about the greatest RPGs, and almost all of them should be on the dang Super Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, that's it, it's an awesome game. Uh, do you have a Wii U? I do. I recently acquired it. a Wii U. You can download it on their uh, shop channel. You I stole recommend it. it. Do it. <laughs> yeah, you it's stole great. It. Basically. Oh. Well, with all the money you saved buying that Wii U, <laughs> <laughs> do yourself yeah. a favor and buy this and Earthbound. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Eh, maybe the first one. Okay. Uh, yeah, I uh, can't say enough good things about this game. <laughs> oh, okay. Ah, see, I got you. Uh, <laughs> the music's incredible. You the characters are great. Recommend it enough. Yep, I can't highly recommend it enough. <laughs> uh, you, it did. I could be crazy, but did uh, Yoko Shimomura did the, mu- uh, I believe did the so. music for this? I will double check that. Yeah, because it's awesome, awesome job. The music's so good. Craig, are you still upset that I've not owned a Super Nintendo? I feel like it's still faintly there. It's still a little there. Yeah. Like, it's not that I'm mad at you. It's that I like I feel empathy for you because I – what's that? Yeah, Yoko Shimomura. Oh, awesome. Correct. Cool. Good. I, I wouldn't want to be wrong in front of everybody and look like a yeah. big idiot. Already That's been happened. there. Hey, <laughs> had a whole episode about that. Yeah, um, I mean the the story is 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 solid. I mean it's 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 definitely meant to be played uh, played by younger people. Like it's 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 like an entry to RPGs. And we talked about in our our episode where we just kind of did an RPG overview. If you are new to RPGs, this is where you should probably start because yeah, it's, it's simple enough that you'll be able to to figure out the controls. The timed hits uh, is a is a mechanic that has, that I love to see in any game. Very engaging. Yeah, uh, they put it practically in Gears of War with the whole active reload. Like, there's so much, so much about this game that is good. That I, it's yeah, I can't you recommend. Can't it recommend it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. This is another game that I didn't play when I was a kid and, mm-hmm. and uh, added to my collection recently and and love it. Yeah, so good. And I've, I've seen plenty of videos that made me want this game. Uh, so when I finally got the opportunity to, uh, I found it complete in box. Yeah, I was like, as an aside, Mallow is like the greatest oh. side character ever. I love him so much. See, I always fell more on the Geno side, but I can understand Mallow. But why not both? You can have yeah. a team with both of them. That's true. Why have the princess and Bowser? That's dumb. Mm-hmm. You can have the crazy doll from the space and the Cloud Man. Yep. The, you mean the, the Frogman? Uh, right, Frogman. What did I say? You said Cloudman. Oh, that's weird. I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Play the game. Play this game. <laughs> 56 does not do this game no, justice. it really doesn't. Especially uh, when you read 55. What, what's 55? Number 55, Shadow Hearts Covenant. I've heard the first... Now, what is Covenant the first Shadow Hearts game? Nope. Because nope. I heard the first Shadow Hearts is awesome. I've heard it's really good. Yeah. True. So, what about Covenant, guys? I'm not. I don't know anything about it. It's I don't cultural. Know about this either. PlayStation it, Two. It's good, but it's not Mario RPG. <laughs> it's not Mario RPG. Like, Lunar. yeah, um, yeah, yeah, or exactly. Lunar. This should be in the 60s, 70s, and and yeah, trade spots. Belong, sure. maybe, yeah, probably maybe belongs on the list, but not above it some of these. Yeah, others. it belongs on the list for sure. Uh, number 54. The world ends with you. Never. No. No idea. Yep, I heard, I never played. I've heard good things about yeah, it, but I've heard good things. It's uh, I think it's done by 
uh, maybe not the team, uh, but uh, at least involved with like the artist who did uh, Kingdom Hearts art. Yeah, because right? it was a Jupiter Square Enix project. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it was a DS game, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it's original DS. I played it a little bit, and I got turned off by its gameplay because gameplay was a little funny. You can control two characters at once on the top and the yep, bottom. It screen. says, uh, oh. "Let's see, what does it say here?" Oh, uh, the Nintendo DS, DS version for one thing. It's probably the game's insane battle system, which required controlling two characters simultaneously on the system's top and bottom screens. <laughs> That's yeah. really weird. Yeah, it's really <laughs> confusing. But the good news is the iOS Android port simplified the controversial <laughs> dual screen battle system. Yeah, yeah this game this game came out in a, at a time where there were a lot of really strange RPGs that came out for the Nintendo DS, and it was just one that I glossed over. Like Contact was another one for the DS that... I bought and I just couldn't get into, which I've been told again. If I'm an Earthbound fan, I would love it. I, I've been told the same thing. I've never played Contact. I the only person I would go to for information on Contact is you because I knew you owned yeah, it. Yeah, I owned it and I couldn't get into it. That's, I tried. That's it's, a shame. Yeah. Uh, number fifty three, Fantasy Star Four. Yeah, I knew it was. Does this belong above online? No. Oh, oh, online. Yes. Yeah. Fantasy Star Four is the pinnacle of Fantasy Star. Okay. As far as the RPG. You know, online brought so many new mechanics, and and you know when we, when you talk online, it's more about hunting for items. It's more about that like mm-hmm. the drop than it is necessarily the story. This is this is the opposite of that. This is more the pinnacle of Fantasy Star story. So so uh, if you had to if you had to tell me what the story is in like a few sentences, what would you say? It, what, how would you describe the story? Because I don't know about Fantasy Star, but I know that it's it's pretty renowned. It's futuristic, right? Yeah, Fantasy Star. I guess the biggest thing about Fantasy Star is you're generally through all the. I haven't played them all, but the ones I have played, it's all the same. You are a group searching for a new planet to live on. Your oh. your world's been destroyed. You're pretty much stranded uh, space travelers. That's heavy. Yeah, and uh, and four, it's it's you think you find, and I mean this is now that I say this out loud, I think of Hollywood generic stories here. You think you find the perfect planet, you go down, and it's not, and it looks it, it's too good to be true, and it ends up being that way. So you have to end up kind of fighting this new force that you throw yourself in front of because there's no getting there's no going home. As an aside, if you described that and you told me to guess what system a game like that would be, I would probably say PS2 and on. Mm-hmm. I would not feel like that's because that's what Sega Genesis. Genesis, yeah. yeah. That's I feel like that's super revolutionary. That's yeah. that's heavy for Sega Genesis. Yeah, and it, it the problem with it that uh, in its time that it came out on the Genesis, it still kind of felt like a Master System game as far as the graphics. Um, oh. So it didn't. That's why it didn't. Didn't do take as, off. It didn't do as well as it should have, but now when you go play it now in, in its retro form, people, you know, they love the the actual game. They love the story, and um, hmm. yeah, it's it's a thousand. It, it does take place a thousand years after P, uh, Fantasy Star Two, which Fantasy Star Two is, I think, an early early Genesis. Yeah, because the original Fantasy Star was a Master System. Then everything else was Genesis before. Okay, so. On its North American release in 1995, Fantasy Star 4 cost almost $100 in the U.S. Wow. I am so glad we don't so live much in that. that yeah. <laughs> so glad we've Yikes. evolved past that. Yeah, like that's crazy. <laughs> Jeez. Number 52, Final Fantasy 7. How do you feel about that? I 
I'm really surprised. Not unpleasantly surprised necessarily because yeah. I feel like Seven's a great game, but I think it gets so much hype. I think that people like you know hail it as like the greatest thing that's ever happened to RPGs, which I don't think it is. I don't. I feel like it might be better than Fifty Two, and I feel really weird saying that because I went into this list thinking I was going to start bashing Seven. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna. Everyone's gonna be on board with Seven, but not Craig. See, I I side with Craig. This everybody just loves Seven. And again, if this was Gamezilla, I would have used different words there. But <laughs> it eats its poop. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> exactly. But <laughs> I. I'm, ha- I'm perfectly fine where it's at. Me too. I'd be perfectly fine if it was 60, honestly. I don't think you could push it you know, any any further down the list, but overall I think um, especially hanging out with Xander and, and being able to – I own a lot of these other Final Fantasy games, and mm-hmm. now Xander explaining to me like, hey, you should really look at 6, mm-hmm. right? Because everything that people love about 7 – Six did it first, right? And better. And did it better. <laughs> yeah. And I never understood that until I actually started playing Final Fantasy three on my SNES, mm-hmm. aka Final Fantasy six, because everything's screwed up when it comes Americans to... just can't handle bad games, right. apparently. But <laughs> or or subpar, I guess yeah, I should it say. It didn't take me long into that game to realize, oh wow, Xander was right. Mm-hmm. You know, and and the thing about seven that I remember playing it on the PC and then the PlayStation is that yeah it's good and and you know I'm glad and the characters you can you can connect with them easily but and, you know I don't I don't like people be like oh this needs to be in the top ten oh this needs to be number one oh this needs to be no it's you're just yeah and I and you can't deny the cultural significance of it and I've right. talked to people mm-hmm. later on who have been like oh no seven is is my favorite game. And I can completely understand that. If you had never played a role-playing game before and this was your intro, this is one hell of an introduction. That So you just said it perfectly. The reason why this game is so talked about and so highly thought is because people like Jazzy, who doesn't play RPGs, <laughs> play Final Fantasy VII. So of course it's number one on his list because he hasn't played a single other RPG in his life. Mm-hmm. I, and that's what happens with a lot of people is that yep. they played Final Fantasy because they heard so much about it, and it was such a big release. But they never played Lunar. They never played Breath of the Wild or Breath. There I go yeah. again. <laughs> Breath <laughs> of Fire. <laughs> they never played all these other games, so they really and have nothing to compare it I, to. I wouldn't put this over Lunar. Like no, I, I yeah, would no, say absolutely as not. great of a cultural experience Seven is, and like of the PlayStation history, like. That's one of the games that you think made that generation, PlayStation Two or PlayStation One. That's one of the games I think that made that whole system successful. Mm-hmm. But but uh, I, at fifty, I would say it's in the top fifty for sure. But I, I would still, there's plenty of games that we've already talked about that I would put ahead of this. Yeah, I am really happy to see that Fantasy Star Four is right next to it. Like that that I'm glad they didn't give this a higher a higher score. Yeah, Absolutely. There, there's a couple of things I'd like to touch on with FF7. Absolutely. One is the the cultural impact I feel like like you had mentioned is it's incredibly significant. In fact, all of us have dropped it at least, you know, mentioned it once. But the with FF7, I feel like the commercial it, oh it, yeah, the you know they, oh yeah, just seeing the the cutscenes and like oh my god, this is what video games are and now. And then at the end, you know. Like, you know, and if you can't save the world, you can always press the reset button. And it, like, stops, and it's just like, this is what video games are now. Like, that's amazing. Like, they build it like a movie. They couldn't do that with any other game, really, before that. So that's phenomenal. And it's, I mean, it sold PlayStations. It oh, yeah. sold the Final Fantasy series. You know, that's great. 
But there is one thing that I think FF7 does, you know, maybe better than any Final Fantasy. And it's not its really, really crummy protagonist who's kind of a D-bag. That's for dang sure. Because <laughs> he's a D. There's no getting around it. And I can babble for hours about how I really don't like Cloud. But it's the Materia. Oh, yeah. The Materia system the materia is awesome. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's you, – you, like, you pump – goes into your armor and equipment and yep. it like gives you your spells and abilities but if you pump too much into it it takes away all your stats like it makes you a mage and so all your like strong characters can't be as effective in combat so it's a really balanced system and it, I thought it was really really good and I think at the time I did not appreciate it as much I was just like alright yeah let me get Knights of the Round and and spam this you know 13 minute long you know summon oh, spell yeah. to kill the final boss and which hilariously they balanced by making it so that, I don't know if you guys know this, but if you use Knights of the Round on the second form of the final boss, it makes it harder for the final form. Interesting. I didn't, I, I, I I didn't heard know that. that. Om- I've heard that online. I don't know. I've never tested it. I don't know it myself. But supposedly, you use the best summon in the game on the, the final boss, who is all these different parts, so you can hit a lot of different things. So it's a, you know, it's a spell that hits everything. Use that on him. Final boss is harder. <laughs> That's what I've heard. I don't know how true it is. So you until know. you max out like the there oh, was like wow, a stupid yeah. combo where you like use it on yourself and it reflects it, and it, do, and it does double, double damage. <laughs> there was like some sort of weird combination you could do with with spells and with Baron. I think yeah. uh, Sean did it actually. He killed Ruby Weapon, the mm-hmm. optional boss with like a billion hit points in one hit. Yeah. Oh wow. He just boop hits him once and he's dead. It takes like hundreds of hours, mm-hmm. I think, to pull it off or whatever. But yeah, no, it's FF Seven's a good game. It's not the best. I think it deserves a fifty-two spot. Okay. Yeah, I'd say it's it's sitting pretty right where it's at. Maybe maybe even give it right at the halfway mark on, on there. Yeah, it deserves to be on the list. Uh, but I'm I'm happy with where it's placed. Uh, number fifty-one is Stardew Valley. What? No, no way. What? No. That's that even way. in a role-playing. It's game? a Harvest Moon clone. Yeah, it that's is. what I was gonna say. That's. It's Harvest what? Moon and Animal Crossing. It says, "Yeah, it's 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 Harvest Moon made by some dude." I mean, I've heard it's a fun game. I wanted to play it, but I don't think to myself, "I want to play an RPG and play Harvest Moon." Yeah, no. Next, I mean, I guess in the sense that you are playing a role. Next, I'm excited for it to come to the Switch. I'll just say that. Oh, is it I'd coming love- to the Switch? It yep. is coming oh, to the Switch with cool. multiplayer functionality, which seems really? it seems really cool. I have no idea why it's on this list, though. Yeah. That's uh, stupid and so, I hate it. Yep. Because they probably went around IGN and be like, all right, everybody recommend a game. Well, what about the receptionist? Well, I mean, <laughs> they've got to recommend something. And well, that says, was that was actually pretty that was pretty D-baggish right there. And, and, like, and, well, you assuming the receptionist is not an RPG gamer is pretty that's pretty yeah, close-minded. Whoever they are, if it's a guy or a girl, pretty they're probably minded. just waiting between calls playing Stardew Listen, Valley. Listen, it's not his it's fault like the receptionist doesn't know RPGs. Listen, it's, it's the like, receptionist. I have a co-host yeah. of a podcast about gaming that doesn't know anything about RPGs that the receptionist probably knows this would, more. This would probably be a game Jazzy would put on this list then. <laughs> okay, you know what? I can't argue that's that That's what one. I mean. Like... Poor Jazzy, he's not even here to defend himself. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah. He did nothing for that secret episode that came out that oh, I was not, not a part of. <laughs> Man. Uh, so we are at the end of our list. We got one more to talk about before we, we wrap up this uh, this chunk. We still got part two. Fifty or forty nine after this game after this this one. Forty nine more painful. games to talk about. Uh sitting pretty at number fifty is Persona Five. Oh my god. It just came out. Yep. This game has been out a month. It, mm-hmm. Like, it, I mean, I've heard it's great. I really liked four. 
I've not beaten four, so don't spoil it for me because yeah. I want to know who that murderer is. Four deserves to be on this list. Five, why are you putting I don't it? understand how, yeah, with it being a month out, I don't understand how you can say it is the greatest of all time. We are even number 50 of all time. I think it's really crazy that they pushed this over FF7. Not that I necessarily think that Persona 5 is worse than FF7. Like, I don't know Persona 5, you know, but it's kind of crazy to me because FF7 is so beloved by so many people and it had a lot of cultural impact, you know? So it's it's weird that a game that just came out, although, well, I guess it's been out in Japan for a little bit longer, but, but you yeah. know. That being said, none of us here have played this, right? I, I picked it up, but I haven't got to it yet. And, yeah. You and, mean because it just came out? Exactly. <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah, I picked it up because I wanted it, but I, I have a, a backlog of a couple recent games. So, uh, yeah, I have no – this does not deserve a 50 spot. No way. We say without having played it. <laughs> well, I, I, But, no, no, yeah. I, I absolutely agree. Like, how can we put this on a list of all time? How can we say that this is better? Okay, fine. We haven't played it, but would you put Breath of the Wild in the top 50 right now? I don't know, dude. Breath of the Wild is really good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> is it an RPG, I wouldn't put though? it top of 50, no. Yeah, I wouldn't put it top 50. No. Yeah, that's fair. And, yes, it was very good and, and open world and everything, but – but let's just—I mean, I mean, just to focus on one piece of it, and I haven't finished it yet, so let's mm. not—no spoiler. But the story isn't the best Zelda story I've ever played. Right? No. Not Especially even close. at the end when I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, have you beaten Breath of the Wild? I have. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll leave it at that. I just—I didn't know if you had yet or not. Yeah, I have. So that's gonna wrap up this section of the IGN list. Uh, what atrocities are in the Game Informer list? I for, hope you guys are ready for this. For I'm seventy-five not. through fifty. So number seventy-five is Shadow Hearts Covenant. Okay, wasn't that? It was on here. Yeah, I'll, I'll figure. Let me see. I feel like it was like sixty 50, something. 50, yeah, 55. So 55? Monster Hunter Generations is seventy-four. <laughs> the one that came out on the 3DS. Uh, this is yeah, last year's. Okay. Game. The, Monster Hunter. Yeah, yeah Monster the Hunter. action game. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah Monster Hunter. Gear. Well, let's yeah. not forget Monster that Hunter. Destiny made this list. Yes, that's true. Paper Mario is number seventy-two. Okay, I don't disagree with it being on a list, but oh yeah, it you, should be on the list, but maybe a little higher than. Higher. Do, you, do you think that Mass Effect is better than Paper Mario? Because Mass Effect that's... was number sixty-five. I, I, I don't know. Mass it's Effect two, one. Yeah. the original. Yeah. All I'm saying this is is that we haven't come across a single Mass Effect game yet. Yeah. Uh, on on our real list because the Game Informer list is fake. And well, dumb. It's, yeah. it's not fake <laughs> but, because they listed XCOM as number sixty six. Oh is that an RPG? my! So RTS, God. isn't it? XCOM, like an actual so RTS. It's it, they say XCOM may be a strategy game first and foremost. Oh geez. I'm sorry, but if you start your your thing, look, with, this isn't <laughs> actually an RPG, but it belongs on this it, it list. It said, but the more we thought about it, the more we felt it shared with many tactics based RPGs. I'm just gonna say this real quick, okay? Huh. We did the Alpha show that's uh, gonna be actually just came out when you're listening to this, but right. we did an Alpha show on. Physical versus digital and the way the world's shifting. And we were focusing on GameStop and how they need to fix their community. They need to fix their their image within the gaming community. Here's a tip. Get rid of Game Informer and you're going to help yourself <laughs> a lot because whatever this garbage is that you're sending out that, that you're also talking people into paying 10 bucks a year for, um, you could tell me to pay $10 a month for your game Gamer Pro card and tell 15. me that in, in return we'll get rid of Game Informer, <laughs> and I would happily renew my account. 
Especially after this <laughs> issue that we're covering. I have something rough to go with uh, for you two. Yeah. Chrono Cross, and then I'm going to stomach this, Valkyria Chronicles. Mm, yeah. I'm going to give you two numbers. You tell me which one is which. Okay. 63 and 59. Valkyria Chronicles will be 59. I'm not happy about it, but that's probably what they put their list at. No. No, it's the other way around? It's the other way around. Oh. They actually put Chrono Cross ahead of it. Okay. Okay. But I mean, they, it makes sense. But barely. Yeah. Yeah, because Valkyria Chronicles barely. is that good. Apparently. <laughs> apparently, it's not you as good. You own like three uh, copies. Uh, apparently, though, it's not as good as Tales of the Unknown, Volume 1, The Bard's Tale, at 58. Wow. Uh, this is, the variance here is crazy. Cause oh, it, but it gets worse. <laughs> I bet. So, Fable 2 beat out, uh, what did I just say? Chrono Cross? Chrono Cross. Nope. At that's 56. Incorrect. Fable with, 2 was 97 on our uh, on yeah. IGN Along with list. Dragon Age Inquisition was 57. Which was, what, 98 on ours? Uh, uh, yeah, we didn't even know if it should make the list. Dragon Age Inquisition was a little bit lower than that. It was... Uh, I, I oh, 89. Yeah, 89. These last three Still. of the top 50, I think, fit pretty well, though. Mm-hmm. Elder Scrolls Four Oblivion was 52. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Which I could say that I'd feel pretty confident about that. Okay. Dragon Quest Eight was 51, mm-hmm. which... Like that should be a... Better it should on be the list. a little bit better. But I mean, we weren't happy with Dragon Quest Eight being 65 yeah, on this yeah, list. Better yeah. on that list. But here's the kicker: Pokemon Gold and Silver at fifty. Really? Yes. More than Chrono Cross. Yeah. Pokemon More than Paper Gold Mario. And Silver. Yeah. Pokemon. I mean, granted, Pokemon Gold and Silver was when I fell out and thought I was too cool for Pokemon. But. I'm not opposed to being on that spot on the list, I guess. But the fact that. I don't know that it's say, they're saying it's a better RPG than Dragon Quest Eight. I don't agree with. Yeah, I don't be wrong. I think Pokemon is more culturally impactful, and it's you know, the original, not Gold and Silver. I, I guess that's a good point. It, Gold and Silver was the sequel, but it was a better done sequel. You it, know, it was, but it is arguably the better game. I guess, but it doesn't have. I don't know. Well, I think the other the other thing is. Is the is red and blue in there? I think so. Let me check real quick. Okay. Because if it, if it is sure in there, I'm assuming it's it's it obviously would have to be ranked higher, which yeah, yeah. probably shouldn't be. Just because I feel like the story in Gold and Silver was way better. If it is higher, it is in here. Okay, that's all you can say. Okay. Don't, don't, don't spoil it for us. So it's somewhere between one and forty nine. Well, let me tell you, okay. it's in the realm of one. Uh, between one and a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Perfect. So you just made it more vague than mine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> cool. <laughs> well, we'll continue going through uh, through this uh, seemingly decent list from IGN and this horrible list from Game Informer uh, on the next. Uh, maybe not necessarily next. We're not really sure how we're uh, going to be releasing these episodes, but it'll be coming soon. So stay tuned for that when the legend continues. <laughs> 